Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022, and this is day 1537 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you. Thank you for creating this brand new, beautiful day just for us. Thank you for sending the birds that are singing so beautifully so that we can have this wonderful orchestra when we wake up. And Lord, we thank you for being with us every step of the way. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is no sugar coating this or no sugar necessary. (laughs) We're coming out of Acts chapter 12, verse 25 through chapter uh, uh, through chapter 13, 1 through 12. All right. So this is uh, again about uh, Barnabas and and, uh, Paul and their journeys and what God is using them to do and the encounters that take place along the journey and how they deal with it. It's a great example for us. So let's check it out. Acts, starting at the very last verse of chapter 12, verse 25, then we go into chapter 13. It says, when Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned from Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. Now, Now, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaan, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So there were a wide variety of people, uh, different cultures and nationalities. And that's really a beautiful mixture. That's what makes up uh, God's people and the church. We are the church, right? So verse 2 says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So setting them apart uh, meant that it was for a special work that God had called them to do. Uh, The same with you. Uh, So set apart means to dedicate for a special purpose. And many times when we do that, we may lay hands on that person and pray for them, that God will equip them and empower them to go forth and do whatever that is that God has called them to do. One of the things God called Barnabas to do was to encourage. His name meant encourager. So many souls got saved because of his encouragement. Verse 3 says, So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, 
they proclaim the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. So the Holy Spirit would always lead them to a place that had a synagogue. And you had to have so many uh, males in a city uh, in order for it to be a synagogue there. So they would go to a city and go right to the synagogues and begin to preach or teach. John was with them as their helper. That's Mark. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Pamphus. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul Sergius Paulus. So proconsul is a high Roman official. And this particular proconsul was governor of the island. Okay, so proconsuls usually had their own private sorcerer. Imagine that. Okay, the proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Now, that's something you don't want to do. You don't want to ever interfere with someone coming to know Jesus, the true and living Lord and Savior. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elymas and said, you are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. That's quite powerful and quite powerful that Paul would speak that so boldly. And then look what happens. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Sometimes a little shaking up has to take place for some people to believe. I tell you what, uh, the sorcerer certainly believed when he went blind, just like that. God knows how to get our attention and God works through people like you and me. Uh, The same power that they had, we have as well, because it's the same Holy Spirit working through every one of us who allows him to. All right, so let's go to our points. Point number one. In the Midwest, we have four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. We know that we need to prepare for each season accordingly with our clothing, housing, cars, weatherization, etc. Well, the same goes with the same goes for us with our God-given assignments. There will be times to be nice and times to confront. And I when I say confront, When the Holy Spirit comes up on you and you're confronting uh, someone that's full of demons or someone that's going against the word of God and trying to stop the word of God from flowing, oh, you're going to stand flat-footed boldly and you're going to let them know 
because the Holy Spirit is going to be speaking through you and you're a vessel yielded to God, allowing him to do that. And when you do that, you're not speaking to the person, you're speaking to the evil spirit working through the person. Okay, remember that we don't hate the person. We hate the evil spirit working in that person. We should ask God to show us the difference and to give us the courage to do what is right. Point number two, in order to accomplish this, uh, according to God's will, we must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allow him to guide our steps. That means we keep in step with the Holy Spirit, like dancing, you know, you keep in step, right? Uh, And even when he directs us to do something we've never done before, we must trust him always because he will never lead us astray. He will only lead us according to the way God would have him to lead us. And that's always good. He will give us supernatural power to boldly stand up to the enemy who works again through people. When we walk in obedience, many souls will be saved, set free, and delivered (laughs) because of your boldness and your love for people, your love for Jesus Christ, and whereby it makes you love everybody. And when you do, you're going to correct anything that goes against the word of God, and the Holy Spirit will show you how. So about 15 years ago, uh, when my stepdad, who was the pastor uh, of the church that uh, Good Samaritan that I had attended for 14 years, or yeah, yeah, uh, 14 years, and uh, my stepdad passed away. And just before he transitioned, I'll say, transitioned on to be with the Lord, uh, he had gotten very frail and weak. He was battling with cancer and and uh, he was not someone totally for women being pastors, all right? And uh, But the Holy Spirit led him <laughs> while he was very sick and can barely walk as he walked in arm in arm with my mom one Sunday morning before he had passed away. He came in and the first or one of the main things he did that day was laid hands on me and prayed for me and anointed me to be the assistant pastor, to be there to serve and be an assistant to my mom. Uh, And that was amazing because that was not something that he totally believed in, but he was led by the Holy Spirit to do that. And then within a few days, He passed on. He transitioned on. Well, we had the funeral or the home going at our church. And one of the things he said was he did not want people viewing over his body. All right. So he uh, so it wasn't we actually he wanted to be cremated. And that's what we did. And uh, he didn't want. Oh, I know he didn't want. This is what he said. I'm sorry. He did not want people coming up and giving uh, speeches or talking. He just wanted my mom to uh, do his eulogy and uh, conduct that. And she did and led people to Christ. 
Well, he had children that, you know, he had uh, several sets of children. They were all his kids, but with uh, different women. Uh, and the, some of them, you know, uh, weren't very close to him. And he, you know, they they weren't uh, very friendly um, because I, I don't know why. I think it was just some friction, uh, unresolved conflict maybe that they had. But that's neither here nor there. Here's what happened. He did not want anyone coming up to speak. All right. And so they came to the funeral and they came up uh, after my mom had made the announcement and the church was packed and they came up to proceed to make uh, to say something about dad. And my mom kindly told them, no, dad did not want anyone to speak. Well, they just bogarted their way and acted as if, you know what, we're going to take this microphone. We're going to come up in front and we're going to say what we want to say. And all of a sudden now, my assignment God had given me that day was to be a watchman on the wall. Still be there to greet people, to serve, whatever, but still be attuned. And I'll never forget it. That's what he told me. Be a watchman on the wall. Well, my brother-in-law and myself, we were standing up at the front uh, where we could see the people as they were coming in. And we saw this with those people. And I looked over at my brother-in-law immediately thinking, you know, He's going to do something. You know, he's a man. <laughs> he needs to get those people. And my husband was outside directing traffic. And the Holy Spirit came up on me and had me confront the people. And I'm going to tell y'all, it was totally outside of my own character. Uh, I knew it was the power of the Holy Spirit that came on me supernaturally I began to go up and to confront the people and I began to pray uh, in the spirit in unknown tongues as the Holy Spirit spoke through me at them walking towards them and they were backing up from me and they backed all the way up almost like they ran out of the church because whatever the Holy Spirit was speaking through me at that time, the enemy could not take it. The enemy fleed who was working through them. It was about four of them. And they ran out of the church. And my husband saw me and goes, what on earth is going on? What happened inside the church? And everybody's looking in awe and surprise. And they got to see the power of the Holy Spirit at work. It wasn't about me. It was, I was just, I was a vessel just as Paul and Barnabas were. uh, And as Paul was when he confronted that man. And I boldly, it was with great boldness from God that I confronted them and uh, and they began to leave. And they literally ran on out of the church. We had no more problems with them. And people were, as a matter of fact, some people got up and left as they saw the people coming up and they can tell that it was going to be some friction, that they might start fighting. And then I, we had relatives there that were ready to jump in and do things. It, it could have got very ugly and it could have even been death. I mean, it's just sad, but that's the real in the world we live in. People are prone to just kill somebody, you know, over things. So that didn't have to happen. Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit took care of everything. And at the end of that funeral, that was the big talk of the day. And I would imagine so many souls were changed because of that, because they saw the power of God in action.
What about you? What is God giving you to do that is totally outside of your character? But there are times when he's saying, I want you to confront that issue and I want you to do it with a great boldness because I'm going to do it through you. It's time to, to stop sitting back and letting people walk all over you. You are not a doormat. You are a child of the king. And when God says, speak up, it's time to speak up. And when God says, be quiet, it's time to be quiet. You'll know when to make that move, okay? So don't think it's strange when that happens. You're doing just fine. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Now, that is what it takes. That's the ultimate. Because you, you want, we want to be with Jesus for eternity. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And also, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of our T-Zone supporters. We could not do this great work working with our precious youth without you. So thank you for your contributions, for your support, for volunteering. And hey, become a supporter today. Check us out on tzonekc.org. Learn more about what we're doing in the community with our youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, entrepreneurship development, and peer mediation. And we are going to be launching our sex trafficking awareness and education coming up very soon. That is one of those things where we boldly have to confront that because we're doing away with sex trafficking or human trafficking. In the name of Jesus. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.